everybody. Welcome back to our By Women, For Women motorcycling discussion here on the Reserve Tank presented by Progressive. I'm your host, Sam Bendall, and we are once again speaking with some of our industry's leading women on what they're doing for women motorcyclists on the whole in our industry and for consumers. We're joined today by two awesome guests uh, for your listening pleasure. First up is my good friend, Kelly Yazdi who will be telling us about some of the incredible events that are coming up and being organized by her group, Ride Wild. And also on the line is Kaylin Benroya from Dirtastic. She'll be sharing with you how you can get involved in her female-instructed dirt bike clinics, whether as a rider or even possibly, if you're out there, a potential future instructor. We're also going to be doing another round of our Reserve Tank rapid-fire game show at the end where Kelly and Kaylin are going to have to make some very, very hard choices surrounding their world of moto and preference for things. So it's always a fun time at the end of our episode, one of my favorite ways to close it out. Kelly and Kaylin, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's get into it. How are y'all doing? Kelly first. Well, hi, Sam. I'm always so happy to be able to connect with you. It's always fun getting over, you know, getting to do a podcast with the people that you love. So thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for today. <laughs> I can't I can't begin to contain myself as well. So how about yourself, Kaylin? Thank you for joining us. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of the podcast. I'm excited to share with the world what I'm up to and and see what we do. So uh, in our little pre-discussion, you told me you just got back from Baja. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually still here. I just finished a uh, four-day dirt bike tour with seven women down in Baja. And it was incredible. We had women who had never met prior to the trip all come together and um, I think they're probably going to become, they, they became great friends on, on the tour and I look forward to seeing their friendships and their, their, uh, experiences from here on out. It's pretty magical. Like the bonds that you make, um, even when you don't know someone and coming together, like-minded people on dirt bikes. That's always a fun thing. I think that really especially on dirt bikes i think dirt bikes have a, a unique way of of bonding us together more than maybe a little bit more than street bikes that's just my own personal opinion because i think it's a little bit more adversity it's a little bit more falling down checking on each other or just sure more badassery okay. <laughs> i mean I'm every every sorry i didn't say that out loud did i <laughs> no i i completely agree i mean I mean, it's it's is is the Baja tour something that you do more very regularly? Is that something that's kind of in the dirt tastic lineup, or is that outside of the educational end? So the tours are a, a separate part of dirt tastic. We do coaching um, skill sessions, is what we call them, and then we also have tours in the lineup this year. Um, we do some other two day camps as well that are instructed, but the tours there's no instruction. It's just to um, experience dirt biking in places internationally and possibly coming up this year nationally. Um, but this year in Baja was our second Baja tour. Uh, we will continue to do more of them and also have a tour in Thailand that unfortunately was canceled this past December. And hopefully with COVID we can make it happen for 2021. So it's it's just a separate part of what we do. 
I don't get me started about how much I love Thailand. I've I've ridden done a full six day trip in Thailand, and it was one of the most magical motorcycle experiences in my entire life. But the the fact that you all are organizing these events, uh, I think, really speaks to a broader thing about the motorcycle community. And with that, I'll switch over to Kelly real fast because I have a question for you, which is, you know, you're you're very much involved in organizing events and especially organizing events that are specific or catered to the female demographic of motorcyclists. Um, what's so important about those events and, and catering them to women, I think, in the kind of current motorcycle climate? Sam, I love that question, and I feel like it's, it's such a good one. Um, you know, when I think about why it's so important to provide these riding events and meetups specifically for women riders, I think ultimately it comes down to the fact that it's a growing demographic. And with that, you know, the growing numbers of women becoming riders, whether that's motorcyclists or dirt bikers, enduro riders, you know, you name it, it's that we, there's a growing need for space. And so what I mean by that is there's this growing need for foundational support, such as events, you know, more, you know, things like accessories and gear. There's this growing need for education, such as classes, like classes and clinics, just like Kaylin's putting together. And there's also this growing need for opportunities that cater to all these unique styles of riding, right? So with this growing demographic comes that growing need for a diverse platform of events that caters to these riders and hopefully caters to, you know, riders who, um, you know, rock multiple kinds of riding, right? Like Kaylin's a great example of this. She's not just, you know, riding dirt. She's doing enduro. She's doing desert racing. Like there's this whole plethora, like this palette, so to say, of different styles of riding that women are getting into, let alone riding in general on the streets. So there is this growing need to host events that cater to these women. Tell me a little bit about what you have going on, because I know that you have a couple of really awesome events kind of coming up in the 2021 calendar year uh, that are very um, uh, welcoming, especially to women riders. And how do you go about putting on those events? Like what's, what are you, what are you putting into that event that makes it female centric and makes it so inviting? Sure. Well, first of all, I mean, it's so exciting for me to be able to be hosting a space for women to get together and, um, you know, I think where it started from was, you know, as you know, and as, you know, maybe some of the people listening to this know, uh, our platform Ride Wild was originally called Wild Gypsy Tour, which was a women's motorcycle festival at Sturgis. And over the last several years, we've evolved from a just a motorcycle only platform into a power sports and adventure collective. So a really big part of that rebranding, if you will, was really engaging with different styles of riders, but also, you know, various power sport niches coming together. And what we need, what we ended up finding out was like, we really need sort of a unique event space where we can start inviting people in. And women have truly been the core of who we are. And I've always believed that women are the secret sauce to this industry. <laughs> if you've seen me on here, <laughs> you've seen me talking about anything, like women are where it's at because you bring in a woman She's going to bring her husband, her boyfriend, her girlfriends, her kids, like you name it, that's where it's at. And so, um, you know, just coming back to your question, when it comes to hosting these events, especially moving into 2021, we ourselves have about 30 events that we're charting for this year. And they're everything from 
you know, a women's motorcycle camp out in Temecula, which caters to dual sport riders, you know, of course, our asphalt warriors and uh, dirt bikes. But we also have some we have an event the following weekend in Jackson for timber sledding. So getting more girls out onto snow bikes, too. And um, like I mentioned, all of our events are very much women's oriented or women's led, I think might be the more appropriate word to say. But some of our events we've actually opened up to a co-ed space. So again, keeping it women's centric, but also opening up the invitation for people to come and be a part of this experience. I like yeah. that flip too, because so many motorcycle events, I mean, I guess traditionally in, in the past have always been obviously male centric. I mean, it's been a male dominated industry. And to flip it around, I mean, I know there's always been this kind of pushback, probably from the closed-minded folks. They're like, "Oh, why do you need a woman's? Why do you need a woman's event?" Right? And it's like, dude, because you guys are idiots and you're not treating people nicely. That's why we need our own event. Like, I, I get it because I've, I've talked to you way too long and way too much, Kelly, uh, offline about this 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 topic. That's <laughs> um, true. You, you're, I mean, I, you don't need my thought. Your thoughts, Caitlin, because I I just see the 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 passion when I said that you're just like yes, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I I've I've had some interesting interactions um, from men who are angry that they aren't able to come to some of our uh, women's only events. And when I say women's only, it's gen it's actually means if you're born a female or if you're born a male and identify as male, this event is not for you. That's my asterisk. So it's cisgender male. Um, any other any other person's welcome. Um, but I've had men get really upset that they can't participate. And it's interesting to see the things or to read their reactions. And um, from my perspective, I'm a female. I've grown up in male-dominated sports. And generally been like the one female with a group of dudes, which I absolutely love. Don't get me wrong. I mean, that's like still my life is I'm very much with a lot of men when I'm out and doing these activities. Um, also, when you go to like a dirt bike race, there might be like a few women per 100 men. So it's kind of nice to just have all women together uh, to, to get to know each other. Cause when there's that few women and so many men, the women don't tend to like connect as easily. And I think now in the last few years, especially with all of the focus on these women specific events, and there's so many more women getting into the industry and we're working to build each other up. Um, we do start to connect and find each other at these events, um, that are co-ed and start becoming friends and, and, and making special, uh, just making friendships and, um, but it's still a male dominated sport. So it, it yeah, I, I'm, it, it's, uh, it's important to have these women's only events so we can get to know each other and all the other mm -hmm. events out there are for the dudes essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, and that's, that's always been my take on it as well. I'm just like, like when I've seen, when I've seen wild gypsy tour, or I've seen babes ride out, or I've seen some things that even Husky has done. I think it's babes in the dirt. There's one up in Oregon too that happens. Uh, it's a really awesome. Dirtastic. Is is that Dirtastic? Oh, there's Dirtastic and there's um, uh, oh, is it over and out? No, that's on the East Coast. Um, oh. Dream Roll, the Dream Roll. Sorry, that's Ooh, it. That was right. 
That's a big, it's like a street bike one. Mm -hmm. Right. My old friend Letitia, and I know that the girl that did the artwork for it, I think uh, she's up in Oregon. Insane visual artist or uh, graphic artist. Can't remember her name right now. It's coming to me. But I'm gonna give her a shout out when we get to when we get to the Instagram feeds. But like, same thing. Like, I've always thought I'm like, you know what? Good for you, girls. Have an event, connect with each other, form those relationships, and just and 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 love one another, and not have to deal with all the you know toxic masculinity that does still exist in motorcycle culture. Um, uh, thankfully, I think that 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 is starting to change a lot more. I think a lot of the the men in the industry too are. Are hearing and listening and, and approaching of that. I know all the men that I work with at IMS and also all the brands that I work with just really don't stand for that shit anymore. The 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 disrespect, the the, the just that toxic culture is changing. And to your point about, you know, Kelly, I think you said, you know, bring women in and things get done. My entire IMS team, man, <laughs> my marketing director, my executive producer of this podcast, our executive team. I'm one of, I think, three guys out of 12 women on the team. And that's how IMS gets put on. The entire mm -hmm. IMS series is just just filled with badass women. Um, so that's that's my little point. I'm so I'm, I'm, I totally get where you're all coming from for it. But let's talk a little bit about Dirtastic, right? Cause, oh, Kelly, you got a question? I just wanted to bring I mentioned something because it like when you guys were talking it um it inspired a thought in me that I would share and that was that you know just like Kaylin said it's it's when it comes to our platforms you know both Ride Wild and Dirtastic I think what's a really wonderful thing about it is we I think we I, we put them together and we usually say they're for women women with an X so to say it's where it's like it's open to you know women people who identify as a you know female and there's there's really this space of inclusivity and by no means is it to be like a guy hater. Cause just like Kalen, you know, it's like, we've, we've grown up with guys. We like, I personally yeah. have brothers, like it's, it's a family affair, but what we've come to realize is like, you know what, we really just need this safe space to cultivate this, you know, the women's realm of this industry. And I'm, and I think a really important part to note is that, it, let me give you an example. At Sturgis, our first year, right? This was back in 2017 when we were Wild Gypsy Tour. When we rolled up to Sturgis, I had more guys coming up to our group being like, can I work for you? How do I get involved? This is awesome. And I actually had women when you went into actually the town that were like, oh, you know, we don't believe women should be driving, riding motorcycles. They should be on the back. And it blew my mind because here you are thinking the stereotype of it is, oh, guys only think this way and every woman is like, you know, empowering another. It's actually not the truth. It's very, it's much more diverse than what we think. And so I feel like over the years, um, especially what we at Ride Wild have tried to cultivate is really a culture of empowerment. And I'm sure Kaylin's all about this too. It's really, it's not about competition. It's not about competing with each other. It's about how do we raise the tide so all ships sail? How do we empower one another so we continue to grow this culture? That's what it's always been about. And I know that that's something that IMS shares too. It's just, and I think that's a really important note to mention just because when we're talking about why are women's spaces and events so important, it's because it's really a space of empowerment. And if we want this industry to continue growing beyond the 20% demographic of women, if we're talking like, how can we get more motorcycles, more motorcyclists, more families involved in this, it's going to start with 
these, you know, paying attention to these specific empowerment spaces that are women's oriented. Yeah. And I, I don't know about y'all, but like you have enough competition with yourself, just learning and growing on the motorcycle. Like I don't mm -hmm. really need to deal with everybody, all the other craziness out there, but on the learning to ride end and empowerment end, Kaylin, talk a little bit about Dirtastic and I guess the importance of having a female centric program, but also what I like most is that you have uh, female instructors that are teaching like and talk a little about too, like why that's unique and why that's important. So I'm with Kelly on the empowerment uh, and that's like a huge part of Dirtastic's mission is to empower, to build confidence on and off the bike. And a huge thing is to build each other up because so many women are competitive. And I feel like, I don't know, I, this could just be me and some of the people that I know, but when we're younger, women are quite competitive, women are competitive in general, but like when we're younger, it's like pretty intense. And especially, I mean, you look at social media these days and these young girls, I don't know how they, I don't know how they do it, um, but it's very competitive and not really, it's more about breaking each other down a lot of the time, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. So you see a lot of that and I've felt a lot of that. I've been a part of it in my younger years and I feel like the more, the more mature I get, like it sounds really weird to say that, but I just really want to build other women up because it feels really good to participate in that and to see other women get excited and feel confident. And that is, it's an, it's an empowering space to be on, on both sides to, for me to empower other women to do things that they might not otherwise do. And then they empower me because they're doing it. And I see them like light up and it's like the most magical thing. And that's a part of like, that's a huge part of why, I really enjoy coaching and, and being on that side of, um, on, on that side of it. Um, so then going into the coaches, um, or our instructors, we have 15 women, uh, that are USMCA certified, which is the United States motorcycle Co coaching association, um, certification. And what they're doing is they're bringing a, a platform for coaches in a, in a unified, process for us to be certified so we're not just like whoever out there coaching um and we have some uh training behind that so the the having all female coaches what's important to me about that and what i find is that it's um there's a lot of the if she can do it i can do it too so our coaches aren't like professional paid the most amazing badass dirt bikers out there. Oh, well, they are, they are the most amazing dirt, badass dirt bikers out there, but they might not be the paid pros that you see, um, who are factory riders. We have women ranging from, I believe the youngest is 18 or 19 to 50 something. Um, so a range of ages of coaches, uh, we have coaches who were on one Lori Taylor. She was on the first women's, uh, international six day enduro team, the ISD team in 97. Uh, we have Don Staub. She was on the women's pro motocross tour back in the nineties. So these women who have been pioneers in the sport and they've, they've really been there racing side by side with the men and 
and pushed to be a female in the sport. There were very few of them at the time doing what they were doing. And then we have riders and racers who are amateur level, but their passion is in dirt biking and they want to share that with other women. They want to see more women. They want to empower women out on the trails and you know, on and off the bike is part of what we, we say, because it really does translate off the bike as well. Um, and then we have some young women who are just entering their racing careers, trying to go pro and really, um, going for it. We have a couple who are chasing different series, the GNCC series. And, um, I think the expert level trying to go towards the pro status. We have some pro racers in the, in the national Heron Hound and also, um, another rider who's chasing the uh, position at the Loretta Lynn's. So um, it's a pretty diverse group of women. And I think that's really cool because it, we're a unique group. We can, we're relatable. A lot of us are professionals in, in um, our jobs, uh, married, families, and we have, we have it all. So that's really relatable versus, um, and I, the factory riders, they're so inspiring to me. I feel like it's also intimidating. We get starstruck when we see their names or we meet them. It's, it's, they're like, wow, they're so impressive. And can we just be like them? Right. Um, there's an intimidation factor there. And hopefully I'm hoping that by having, um, coaches who are from all levels and all backgrounds, that it's also relatable and, and that whole, if she can do it, I can do it thing is, is there. So, I hope I answered your question in that. I feel no. like it was long-winded, but. Um, no, hundred percent. I actually was going to ask another question, which is I'm like, don't shy away from the shout outs, man. Cause like, like I'm all about the shout outs on this podcast, but not, I think uh, people listening, they hear about like who your coaches are. And you, you mentioned Lori Taylor and Don Stogg. Like who else is part of that team? Because I want people who are listening to this, which you can, if you go down to continue the ride and you'll see, we list all out, all those people, and we want people to be able to follow them. We want women to be enthused or uh, emboldened and impassioned to to seek out these women or learn more about them and to see what exactly it is that you're saying, which is they can do it. I can learn to do it, and I can be a badass too. So give me like four more of those women that are on your team that are just exceptional, and other women that are listening should know about. Well, I feel like I can't just give you four because they're all exceptional. They're just oh, then just, they're just rail, rail, rail off the names. <laughs> um, just rail off the names then. So um, the shout out this year's Dirtastic coaching team for 2021 consists of Rihanna Mueller. She's a motocross specialist. Sarah Redfield, who is an enduro specialist. Ashley Trapanese, who is... Uh, motocross. Lori Taylor, as I mentioned, who is our lead enduro specialist. Um, Caitlin Beecroft, who is a an excellent motocross and enduro rider and specialist. Dane Tony, who is an enduro specialist. Rachel Stout, who is one of our desert uh, specialists. She's actually racing the pro series. Uh, Olivia Biko on motocross. Reagan Potts on enduro. Julie Johnson is our fundamentals lead. Carrie Erickson on desert. Tatum Harris in enduro. 
Cassie Slauson in Enduro, Jamie Parks in Enduro, and Don Staub, who I also mentioned earlier in Motocross. I believe I got everyone. On That's there. badass. I, I didn't I don't even know half of these women. So now I know that I'm gonna go on Instagram and Facebook and Cycle World and Cycle News and try to find out everything I can. Cause it's just it's so rad to learn about these folks. Like I did when I did American Super Camp with Danny Walker, I had the great fortune of learning how to flat track with Shayna Texter and Jared Meese. And I had represented Shayna Texter at a previous job under Triumph. And to see her race and then to be like, she's like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this on a TTR 125. I was like, this is so rad. This is the raddest thing. I've seen you go through like the Springfield mile at 140 miles an hour or whatever crazy speed it was. And she's like, here's how to do it. And I was like, this is so rad. This is so dope. So thank you. And everybody that's listening to, we're going to put all those names down at the bottom of our podcast page on continue the ride. Uh, we'll try to get, we'll, we'll link up with y'all to get the, the, uh, their their contact infos and stuff or their their social channels uh, because I think it's it's such a great thing to expose more of our listeners to uh, the 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 lesser known folks in the community or the well known folks that just they may not know about. Um, Thank you. Of course. Uh, so where 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 is Dirt Tastic and all of the educational programs based, Kaylin? So I'm based in Hood River, Oregon, although our coaches come from, I believe it's seven different Western states. So we will be in Washington, Oregon, California, Montana, Idaho, and yep, that's it this year for our, for our sessions. And then we have our tours in, in Baja and then Thailand. So what are the training courses look like from a time perspective you said that they're going to be in those different states like is it is it like a two-day course is it a one-day course most of the sessions are a one-day course they are range from six to eight hours in length um the fundamentals courses are six hours and the the other sessions are eight hours uh so they're full days they're they're quite um, exhausting by the end of the day. Um, and then we do have some two day camps. There's, um, they're all listed on our website, dirtastic.com. We have the lineup for this year. There may be a couple added in as we get further into the year, but I think we have one, one or two, two day camps on there as well. So, um, it just, it just depends on, on what we're focused on and, and the topic we try to have a range, uh, there's fundamentals, which is, working on the fundamentals of riding, of dirt biking, uh, newer riders or women who have not been on the motorcycle for a while and they want to just kind of gain the confidence in the basics. Uh, and then we have enduro, which is for intermediate and above up to expert, uh, riders and racers, um, that focuses, focuses on enduro riding. We have a couple different versions of that one. And desert riding is also intermediate to expert, um, and that one's in Southern California. We'll have two sessions this year for that. And then also motocross, which is, uh, we'll have sessions for all levels of motocross. Um, and so those are on the, on motocross track. Rad, we're in Southern California. I only ask cause I'm in Southern California. Yeah. The desert session. The first one we have is actually, it's the, um, 7th of March and it's in Barstow by slash X. Rad. I got a question for you, Kels. No, you're on, you're on the mute. Mm -hmm. Get that unmute. Oh, I'm all good. Uh, 
Have you done any of Dirt Tastics courses yet, or have you done any dirt bike riding? I know, I know, I see you on street bikes all the time. Mm-hmm. I've seen you on a couple like little mini pit bikes ripping around in the dirt. I don't think you're unfamiliar to it, but have you done have you done any of Kaylin's courses, or are you intend to at some point, or what have you learned from dirt bike riding? I got a whole bunch of questions on that one. All the questions. Well, let me just start here. So, first of all. I want to sign up for every single course that Kaylin has, you guys. If you have not checked out the dirttastic.com 2021 schedule, like go just just like maybe pause this and go <laughs> look at this schedule. I mean, she's got this killer lineup all over the west side of the United States that has just like this whole palette of different clinics. And I for sure want to sign up for them. So Kaylin, I'll be hitting you up right after this to come and play outside. Um I, you know, I had experience running dirt bikes when I was little. It's not something my family was into. It was more of like my friend and I would go to her cabin and just like go get muddy. That was kind of the experience. But now that I'm older and I mean, again, you know, me being in the industry, it's like I get to go and I get to play, but I really find a lot of value in going and taking these skills and clinics because to me, I'm a forever learner. So if I'm able to go and participate in these, heck yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And so um, yeah, trust me, it's on the agenda coming up this year. And that's also why I, uh, you know, for us in our own events with Ride Wild, it's, um, you know, being able to bring some of the girls in our community and invite them to what Dirtastic is doing is also super important to me too, because it's like, there's not, we don't just wear one hat, right? It's like, we can be street riders and dirt riders, you know, and there's a lot of great people who who do that there's a lot of women who do that and don't you know they don't post about it on social they just are doing the thing you know and so um so yeah does that i know you had like five questions for me does that kind of answer all of them or did i miss one no i mean i I, I, i'm i'm trying not to go on the tangents because it's so easy to with you (laughs) i guess the one the the you did talk about like riding dirt and I guess the, the inevitable question that I was trying to tie back to for you with, which is what I think is that it makes you a better rider overall. 100%. Yeah. Um, and like, how, how did you maybe see your own riding evolve because of that? Sure. Yeah. That's such a good question. So, I mean, I've attended, I've attended several dirt events Actually, by several, I mean like dozens <laughs> over the years. <laughs> Am I kidding? Um, some that were women specific, some that were co-ed. Again, any anything from a dirt, you know, dirt bike schools to um, races to things like that. But what I've what I've come back with personally is like, if you're able to really get your skills developed when it comes to dirt riding, I think you become a way better street rider. That's what my personal I personally believe in that and. With, you know, some of our events personally that we've done in the past with Ride Wild and some of our future events, we're really trying to develop this, you know, learn to ride experience. And it seems that, you know, if you're able to get girls on dirt bikes, it's a much easier transition onto street riding versus the opposite. And that's just from what I've experienced. Um, I'm not going to say that's the same for everyone, but there's, there's definitely a lot of value in trying different kinds of riding because you ultimately become a better rider you learn different skills and techniques. And I know for me personally, that's been huge for me. And so, like I said before, Kaylin, I'll be there. Sign me up <laughs> for all the things. Um, and I also, I also love 
what, you know, what she's doing when it comes to empowering women to become coaches, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I've, I've been around this industry for about a decade now and I know maybe a handful or two women coaches, but I don't, I haven't really known there's not as many as I thought, but I also feel like there's such a great opportunity for growth there. And if women know that that's an opportunity for them that they can have as a full-time gig or a side hustle, you know, what a, what a really cool way to get involved and start learning and teaching others. Um, and I'm sure for you, Sam, I mean, I know you have a background in teaching writing, like yep. you see the value in like really being on the boots on the ground, what it, you know, how it can really get people involved. No, I absolutely. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's definitely a great side hustle. Um, I did it full time for a year, two years, almost two years. And I'm not going to lie. It was, it was hard. I was driving and riding all over California to teach. Uh, there were also, and, and happened to be a handful of really awesome women coaches that I taught with. Uh, I actually taught at a motorcycle academy that gave you your MTC. So in California here, it's the MTC course that gets you your M1 license. It was owned and operated by two women. Uh, it was Westside Motorcycle Academy. And I think it was me and maybe two other guys that were the coaches, but more majority of them were women. And one of them was like an old motor cop. CHP motor cop. She was badass, dude. She scared cool. me. I'm trying not to curse. She scared me to death sometimes. <laughs> but she was she was awesome. And sometimes we'd go toe to toe uh, during breaks. Like we'd we'd do like figure eights and hard turns and like, you know, we'd go and it'd be fun. It's like it's but it, it it brings that different dynamic and level. And I'd say that, yeah, being a being a coach and being able to teach others how to ride um is is monumentally important. And I do agree with the the dirt. Starting in dirt is fantastic because I think it's there's there's two big elements that make you a better street rider because of dirt. One is you learn how to break traction or you learn how to get used to breaking traction. And that's monumental on the street because you break traction on the street. Typically, about a millisecond later, scary stuff happens. Uh, a crash is almost inevitable. But if you learn not to tense up or lock up and maybe kind of ease into it, you can kind of save something like that. So traction's a huge thing. And then the other one is like in, in a dirt bike environment, it's a little safer, right? You don't have cars, you don't have obstacles, you don't, I mean, you have dirt and rocks, but you know, dirt doesn't, dirt and sand don't hurt as much as pavement. I mean, obviously don't go head first into a Joshua tree. That's <laughs> a bad idea. Um, but I, I think, I think dirt really does teach street riders a lot because when you get to a higher level on the street, like when we're on the track, you know, you start to do aggressive late braking and you can break the rear loose without freaking out. You start backing the motorcycle in and being able to take faster lines. So there's a lot of parallels and every single person, the fastest people that I know that are light years faster than me on a motorcycle have even said they're like, they train in the dirt. I mean, Valentino Rossi trains dirt, trains flat track. I mean, the best mm -hmm. of the best are doing it. There's, there's a reason why you should probably be doing it as well. Kaylin, mm -hmm. your thoughts on that one, just uh, to wrap that wrap that topic up. Oh God, street biking is terrifying to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm getting more comfortable with it, but um, if anyone is listening who was on the Thailand tour with me two winters ago, you witnessed me on the dirt passing you and then slowing way down on the street and 
being like a total chicken. So I um, definitely haven't spent time on the street really outside of that tour and uh, occasionally in Baja here. Um, so I, I'm not familiar with what it's like to do the things you were talking about on pavement. Um, I don't even know all the technical terms there, but uh, I do imagine that learning, yeah, absolutely learning on the dirt. There's, there's, it's a little bit um, more forgiving. There are trees in Oregon uh, or on the West coast, uh, Northwest, I should say. Um, but you know, you do, you do, um, I think you get some reaction time practice on braking and the controls. And um, I, I think that that's probably really helpful and you understand more than how the maybe weighting the bike or what you can do to get yourself out of trouble. I, again, I don't really know on the street. Um, I've ridden like dirt bikes on the street, so that's as close to a street bike as I've gotten. Um, yeah, they are, yeah they, sorry. They are, no, no, it's fine. There, there are, there are, there are very, even, even in the motorcycle industry, there are clear delineations between like the consumer street end and the off-road power like even off-road power even when you get into side-by-sides too but like those two worlds don't overlap too much uh they start to when you get into like adventure motorcycles but people that are showing up to bike nights on you know hayabusas and soft tails they're not maybe most of them are not you know hitting doubles and triples at a motocross track i mean that that overlap is not exactly the same um but it should be, and it should start to become that. And I think that the more we bang on that window and that door, it will. Um, I I love riding in dirt, and I need to I need to personally do it more than I am currently not. <laughs> Let's wrap this conversation up, ladies. Let's get into. By the way, just before I get into our our flash game show here, I want to say both of y'all's websites look fantastic. Go to ridewild.co not com dot co to uh, see all the cool events that Kelly Yazdi is putting on. And then also the dirt tastic site. I want to do these, <laughs> uh, check them out. Great, great, great information. Good, good skills to learn. Um, and great places to meet and connect with new riders. So for our game show, I got to ask you gals some questions. The fate of both of your reputations are on the line because we are doing this with our two guests. Kelly, I'll have you answer first and Kaylin second. This is the Reserve Tank presented by Progressive's Rapid Fire Game Show. So here we go. You have to answer each question. Okay, so it's going to be a this or that kind of question. And I'll give you one answer or the other. And you have to settle on one that is your preference. You may wishy-wash on one, but I really want you to go with the gut, okay? There are no wrong answers, but you may be judged. So, first question. You must choose only one motorcycle to own. Is it a dirt bike or is it a street bike? Me first, yeah, sorry. Uh, dual sport? I, I saw I saw the error in this question because my brain immediately went to adventure motorcycle. So yeah, I was like, wait, <laughs> Kaylin, I'm oh dirt bike. For sure. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> All right. So what should your first riding course be? A dirt course or a street course? I would probably say dirt course. Dirt. Yeah. 
It's all dirt all day. So you're on the road. You're on a trip. Okay. You're traveling. Do you choose to motorcycle camp or do you spring for a bougie hotel? I feel like it depends on the trip, but most likely camping. Who doesn't love being outdoors? Yeah. Um, it definitely depends on the trip for sure. Yeah, I mean, if I'm on a surf trip, I might want to have, like, a bougie hotel in front of a surf break, but I might also want to just camp. And if I'm, like, dirt biking, it's – I'm definitely camping generally. There's not hotel – like, bougie hotels where you're riding dirt bikes gen well, generally. There you go. Nobody mm -hmm. can answer these questions in one to two seconds. That's kind of the goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's hard. laughs> I, I would opt for camping over a hotel, but I need a hotel once every five days. Um What's better, night riding or day rides? Oh, gosh. I honestly, I love, a. I did a night ride on the 4th of July, and it was the most magical experience ever. But, like, nothing beats a day coastal ride in Hawaii. So I'm going to have to say that's my complicated answer question. <laughs> I'm going to lean toward a day ride for you, Kelly, because that night ride only happened once, and you like to do day rides in Hawaii multiple it's times. It's so true. it's a day ride. Okay. Uh, um, definitely I'm a day rider, but those night rides sure are fun. Cool. Full face helmet or half helmet cafe helmet? Full face. Full face. Hey, man, I came into this world pretty. I need to leave this world pretty, you know? Full face. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm right there with you. Would you rather ride sand dunes or mountain trails? Mountain. Mountain trails, 100%. Mm-hmm. I hate sand. I'm right there with you. <laughs> Open highway or twisted roads? Twisted roads. Twisted roads. Yeah, real riders. Racetrack or canyon carving? Canyon. Um, I don't, I've never, what's canyon carving? <laughs> It's only a street bike thing. <laughs> as a street bike thing. It's usually like people that are like going up to like uh, Pacific, uh, like uh, like uh, the Snake or uh, Angeles Crest Highway here in Southern California. And they're just ripping up and yeah, down. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that. <We're> that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather go on a group ride or a solo ride? Solo. And I, I say that just because I, I with our at least with my platform, we're always, you know, we're always doing group rides, but I, I love them. I also find a lot of value in going on a solo ride too, because it's sort of a spiritual experience for me. So yeah. Lone wolf, baby. Woo. <laughs> Kayla, you said, you said, you said, you said group. I'm a group. I like to share, I like to share the shared memories and usually we're riding technical train and um, being solo would be, I probably wouldn't go by myself. That is definitely a that is definitely a caveat with uh, any kind of enduro or adventure bike riding, and that's something that stops me too. Is that I want to be able to, if I'm going to go on an adventure bike ride, I want to have someone with me, mm -hmm. uh, just in case. Communication right, so goes wrong. Right. That, that's also why I have a Garmin InReach Mini, so I have a satellite beacon that comes and gets yeah. me if something bad bad happens. Sam, uh, maybe the question has to be if. If you're riding on the road, would you rather be by yourself or in a group or if you're riding in dirt? Because I agree. If we're going on like a mountain adventure, like count me in for the group. 
<laughs> so now I know to update. Now I know to update those questions a little bit. Uh, would you do you prefer a communication system in your helmet or riding in silence? Communication system. Silence. Uh, so this brings me back to if you like the quiet, earplugs or no earplugs. I should wear earplugs because I, I was I I have been a hairdresser and I think that between dirt biking and a blow dryer my hearing's uh, not as good as it should be. The whole Kelly. aging process. Shit, Kelly. Mm -hmm. I usually bring them with. It just depends on where I'm gonna be riding. If I'm going to like a MotoGP or street like streets or stuff like that, like yeah, I'm bringing my headphones. If I'm out about in the wilderness or something, I want to be able to be like as alert as I can. So depends. Everybody, wear your your earplugs. Your your hearing starts to degrade after 15 minutes at over 85 decibels. No motorcycle helmet on the market will protect your hearing beyond or below that threshold, above that threshold. You know what I'm saying? Wear your earplugs, y'all. Mm -hmm. And last question. If you're going to splurge on a piece of gear, do you splurge on a really nice pair of pants or boots? Oh, that's a good question. Boots. Boots, boots right. for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, everyone, that does it for the uh, Rapid Fire Reserve Tank podcast game show quiz thing that we do here at the end. Thank you so much for joining us on this part two of By Women, For Women Motorcycling of the Reserve Tank presented by Progressive. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows that uh, both Kaylin and Kelly, so I'm going to make sure I get this right. If I'm wrong, please correct me. Kelly Yazdi, you're doing a bunch of cool events coming up. To find out more, go to Ride Wild. Dot co, or if you're on the continue the ride page, look below and you'll see the links to upcoming events that are both female centric and also a hybrid of both genders. Uh, and then you have Kaylin Benroya with Dirtastic. You can go to www.dirtastic.com. Just type in Dirtastic to Google. You'll find it. It pops up tight. Uh, you have Baja Tours and also educational training clinics that are going on across a number of states in the West and mostly the West. See, yeah. yeah. See. <laughs> um, everybody, everybody, remember, uh, we release a podcast for the Reserve Tank once a month. Uh, as we get closer to the Progressive IMS Outdoors Tour, we're going to be doing some podcasts actually from the tour itself. Uh, if you don't know, you got to be knowing at the fact that you're listening to this podcast. The Progressive IMS Outdoor Series is completely new for 2021. Thankfully, COVID kind of fast-tracked our original plans that we kind of started coming up with a couple years ago, where we are venturing outdoors. We are going out of the cold, dreary convention centers for the past 30-something years, and we're going out to outdoor venues where we're going to have demos, attractions, music, camping. And we're also going to be introducing y'all to a bunch of other uh, kind of what we call halo or satellite industries like uh, RVing, electric bikes, other EVs and stuff like that. So it's going to be a whole new event, very festival-like, really awesome. We are adding Fort Worth, Texas to the schedule. So we will be going back to Tejas and uh, the, the Lone Star State 
So check that out. The schedule is at MotorcycleShows.com or, again, at ContinueTheRide.com. I think that's it, ladies. Everybody, remember, ride smart, ride safe, and we'll see you out there on the road. Bye.